0: Welcome to Podcast in the Prairie. My name is Kyle. Today we're going to be reviewing the book Jonah and having some insight with my good friends Andy and Andy. Let's be more, let's stick with the last name, Mills and Klein. Thanks for joining us, gentlemen. Say hi. 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 And uh, today uh, I think we're going to have a great time. Oh... Andy Mills, tell us about yourself. All right. So a little
1: bit about myself. I am a middle school science teacher. So we're going to have some fun educating as well as uh, making things uh, be enjoyable and entertaining. so, and then I do a little bit of side work with designs and keeping things real. So if you need anything or want to check out some work, check out some cool stuff, check out IDK Designs. Uh, we'll make sure we can help you out there as well. Um, we're just here, I'm just here to help Kyle and have some
0: fun with some buddies of mine. So we're here to go. Let's see what we can go. All, all right. We'll... Thanks for joining us. Uh, Klein, how about you, buddy? Uh, I'm Andrew Klein
2: i work at a casino Um, i'm just here to help out emir alakawa's video because i think these topics are pretty interesting to discuss and that's
0: pretty much it all right thanks klein cool and uh there we go so i met y'all in st louis i'm now in Fort Worth, Texas, more specifically Burleson, go to First Christian Church. Nice little shout out to them. And uh, thanks again for joining us. So to start us off, um, well, shoot, let's just go ahead and start reading. Jonah flees from the Lord. Jonah 1, verse 1, the world of the Lord, excuse me, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittiah, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness had come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Uh, We'll take a moment there. Any thoughts, Mills? so the first thing i say here and again i do a little deep
1: dive here nineveh is in northern iraq just let's get let's go ahead and set the picture here nineveh is in northern iraq um tarshish i did a little research and that they actually don't have a direct location of tarshish um it's come up a couple times in different places one place being spain uh the the south coast of Spain. Somebody said something about Britain or northern Africa. But the big thing here to take out is it's on the western side of the Mediterranean. So it's really kind of real far away from where God wanted Jonah to go. So he was trying to get as far away as he could.
0: Cool. Klein, any comments?
1: Yeah, just uh, like
2: the reason Jonah did flee. It's just when you do a, like just the culture between different cultures between. His Nat and nev, city in which God wanted him to go to. Thank you. Uh, just the uh, one, they didn't always get along and he his definitely. He didn't like the people at first, didn't like the people. So,
0: okay. Hey, uh, Klein, do me a favor. Scoot back just a little bit. There you go. Thank you. Um, yeah, and, and this is a, a very common... Sorry, I got a cat. A uh, very common reaction, I think, to a lot of us, especially in this situation. Um, you know, why, why do you think uh, one man would not want to go to a great city that is against... Cat uh that <laughs> is against God uh, yes, yeah. and and speak against them uh, you know that that would be probably a pretty in, in, intimidating job to be given and his uh, initial response is to uh, <laughs> run away and uh, how common is that you know whenever we uh, are in a tight position that our our first instinct is to, may be avoided altogether if God says, hey, you know, there's obviously a situation that I need you to address, whether it be talking to that person you don't want to talk to or dealing with that person or, or people, um, you just rather push through it. But man, um, you know, most of us know the ending of the story. Maybe it's not so extreme for us, but that guilty conscience starts weighing in. Um, you know, it's probably best for everyone that you just Do as God asks you to do. It's something to think about, anyway, as we continue reading here.
2: Well, that and um, also not the power of God against others in a way. So something that's not very good to do because Noah wanted God to judge and pass sentence, basically judge and pass sentence over people, rather than listen to God and deliver salvation to the people.
0: Yeah, that's the hope. So, this is verse 4. Then the Lord uh, sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid, and each cried out to his own God. And they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had gone below deck, where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. The captain went and said, How can you sleep? Get up and call your God. Maybe he will take notice of us so that we will not perish. Take a break there. Mills, anything?
1: I've got some stuff that I want to do once we talk about the whole thing. But on this thing here, it's just he's giving up. It looks like that he's trying to just hide in the depth of the the ship, so that way he's away from everything else. Again, he's just he's just trying to get away as far away as he can. and That's just what I'm pulling out of it.
0: Yeah, Clyde nothing.
1: Uh, no,
2: no, I actually completely agree because he, you know, all this stuff's going on. It's definitely I can, I'm sure a very frightening and scary situation. He goes, "I'm just gonna go down below deck and take a nap."
0: It's like <laughs> what?
2: Yeah, but not just a nap, <laughs> but the,
0: deep sleep,
2: yeah. <laughs> right. It's a deep sleep, but
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then, but it also speaks about the sailors too the fact that they were starting to turn to God because they said because they tried everything with their false gods, which wasn't working. So they're like, Noah, help us out.
0: It's no, that, that's actually a great point. Um. You know, cause, uh, and we, we've talked about, I know recently, Elijah and, you know, them trying to worship their false gods and nothing happens. What, what, what are these people going to do? You know, when, when things get bad, um, another, actually probably a better human instinct. I know we don't use it correctly, but it is the first thing we do is to, um, pray to God, you know, find, find our deity. You know, obviously there's a force out there that that's a go-to and, uh, You know, we 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 try to reach out to that. Now, these people are praying to their own gods, and nothing's happening. The Lord Himself sent a great wind on them, and the ship was about to be destroyed, killing all of them. So, uh, you know, everyone's getting together. It's like I don't care whose god you have to pray to. One of us ought to be right. (laughs) You you think so? And um, it's interesting to me that Jonah, who who knows our God, um, this scene reminds me a little bit of when Jesus was in a boat and uh, it was being torn through a storm. And what was he doing? He was in a deep sleep. He said, what, what are you guys worried about? You're, you know, It's gonna be fine. Um, I, I just thought that was a nice little link there. I pulled that, I pulled that thought and
1: said, you know what? I, I, I thought the same thing. So, but I was like, we'll see what happens. If somebody else brings it up, we'll talk about it. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I thought that same way.
0: Yeah, people are at peace. Okay. this terrified them and they asked what have you done they knew he was running away from the lord because he already told them so the sea was getting rougher so they asked him, what should we do to you to make the sea calm down uh, for us uh, i'm gonna stop right there for a second mills any comments i wanna take a look at this whole this verse about casting lots what
1: so I wanna know what your guys' thoughts on this. What does casting lots mean to you guys? Is that just like, hey, you know what? Um pick a let's draw shortest draw. Whoever has pills the shortest draw, it's their fault. Is that how we're gonna decide whose fault it is? Or I, roll I a dice and say, if you don't roll double ones, it's your fault or whatever. I don't know. What are we how what are your guys' thoughts on this whole casting lots to decide It's your, if it's your fault?
0: I don't know either. I mean, I don't know, actually. I, I assume it's some kind of like that, like you're casting some kind of dice that, that tells you something. So I Googled it. Yeah.
1: It is something to do with dice, but I thought originally it was drawing sticks. Okay. I was not. I thought it was drawing straws or something. So, so yeah. what would have happened in the if it didn't land on Jonah. This other guy's gonna be like, oh no, it wasn't my fault. I promise it wasn't my fault. <laughs> and have thrown this other guy off over the board, would Jonah have stepped up and said, you know what, you, it's my fault, really it is, where I don't, I'm just that was just a funny part of this whole thing is we're just gonna cast lots and draw sticks or roll dice to determine if it was my fault or your fault.
0: Well, and all of us, we we sure do like to pray, don't we? When we are uh, gambling or things like that, like, come yeah. on, God, I know you have the ability to make the lots cast the direction they're supposed to. <laughs> I don't know if uh, it's it's too bad it doesn't work that way, huh? <laughs> but, uh, in this story, uh, in sailors. sorry. Well, sa- sailors are very superstitious people, as as we all yeah. uh, assume, and um it, it is interesting that god made a point to in this way save them uh even though they weren't worshiping him he still decided to save them mm-hmm. what were you saying klein you No,
2: know, i was just saying the
0: fact that once again with everything going on this is the
2: they immediately go to this let's let's cast dice it's if that person's fault it's just it's kind of crazy yeah
0: Yeah. And he answered, I am Hebrew and worship the Lord God of heaven who made the sea and dry land. This terrified them. What have you done? so I'm curious also, that that makes me think whatever gods they're worshiping must be like a minor gods, you know, like, oh, I'm worshiping the the God of, uh, I don't know, purple. You know, it's like, whoa, like you're actually worshiping the deity. (laughs) I just... I got a kick out of that too. And my thought with that is if you knew that
1: this is the almighty and powerful God, why are you not worshiping this God? Because you are like now at reverence or fear of the God of heaven and earth or heaven. And that created dry land and sea.
0: Why are you, why weren't you starting there? if you were? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point though, isn't it? But you know, why, why do we do that? Why do people do that? They, they worship these, these things that, that aren't the creator uh that that's an interesting question okay so what does he say to do he said what should we do to you to make the sea calm down for us that's an open-ended question isn't it (laughs) it's like it's like uh he picked me up And throw me into the sea, he replied, and it will become calm. I know that it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. Instead, the men did their best to row back to land, but they could not, for the sea grew even wilder than before. Then they cried out to the Lord, Please, Lord, do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man. For you, Lord, I have uh, done as you pleased. Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. And this, at this, the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. Um, oh, we switched cameras a little bit. Ooh, excuse me. Um, Mills, any comments? I take a look at this, and I'm going... Um...
1: So they're asking, so they do, so they end up throwing him overboard is what it, what I'm taking out of this. And they're saying, sorry, I don't. we don't mean to, but he has asked us, we're we doing this for you, Lord. Please don't, please don't cast ill will on us for taking this man's life. Um, so, I mean, it's a little bit of bargaining in here yeah. uh, from their point of view, as well as from uh, the, From Jonah's point of view, of hey, take me and throw me into the sea, bargaining with the Lord to save it for the rest of them.
0: Uh, Klein, any comments?
2: Yeah, the fact, like to go back to right there, when they, when they, uh, in fear that they originally didn't want to throw Jonah in the well, they didn't want, they even said, God, please don't put the innocent blood on us. The, uh, the, fact they were so hesitant they even tried rowing towards land you know and then they were begging with God shows they were actually slowly starting to believe in the true God then false gods they were the fact they were praying talking to God at all
0: yeah it was uh, and then
2: praying for forgiveness after throwing Jonah into the water
0: I think it was Simon uh who was the fisherman one of the first disciples jesus called um when they he said uh, well just cast the line on the other side of the boat and he's like i've been out here all day there's no fish here i'm telling you there's no fish and he's like just 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 do it and so he does and like the whole boat is completely overfilled they need a whole team of people to help pull all the fish up and they knew they're like this is god Um, the fishermen, they, they know what they're doing. They don't, they don't just say they're not catching today because they feel like it. They knew, they know what's going on. Um, and being like you said, with the superstitious, uh, thought process, you know, that they have their own little idols. But like you said, Klein, uh, it did not take long for them to realize that their idols weren't working. And this one most definitely is working. Um, that's definitely something to think about. And, uh. At this, yeah. Then they took Jonah, threw him overboard. The raging sea grew calm. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming the way it's written, that was like almost immediate. Like it, it happened. And as at this, the men greatly feared the Lord. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, this actually happened. Yeah. Uh, oops. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, that's one way. That's one way to get uh, people's attention, I guess. Uh, yes. Now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah and Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. Um, Clyde, any comments on our, I'm sorry, Mills, any comments on that?
1: I'm going to comment on the whole thing. Now that we've got the whole first thing read the first chapter read. Um, If, and I don't know if it was just me, but as I was reading through this, I noticed that this follows the five steps of grief. Uh, denial, anger, depression, bargaining, and then acceptance. He's denying what he wants, what God wants him to do. It's not my problem. It's not going to happen. Anger, he's running away, nothing to do with, and nothing can stop me. uh, Depression, he sleeps with no motivation. Uh, Bargaining, who could do this or who could be at fault? Just let it be someone else. Um, drawing lots as part of this bargaining and then finally accepting, Hey, you know what, throw me overboard. It's my fault. You save yourself. Um, and just taking all of this out of here, we go through this in a daily, daily, daily. Um, we have grief. We deny things. We get angry. We follow this path guys. If it can happen to somebody in the Bible, that doesn't make us, and when it happens to us, it doesn't make us less, it makes us stronger. So guys, it just realized that it can happen and will happen and, and we can move forward. I mean, it's getting to that step of acceptance. That's really what it is. And that's, and I mean, I'll get off my soapbox on that part and mental health is important type of thing, but uh, we'll go from there. Cool. That's my, that's, that's what nice. I took out of the
0: whole thing. Uh, Klein, any comments? Well, just also,
2: my uh, God, this was just also self-discovery and more mature and growth with the Lord. When, especially when you have a life-changing experience, can be very overwhelming and it gets to individual. Because along uh, Jonah's journey, when he came across these guys, they start out believing their own God, and then all of a sudden boom, everything they were trying wasn't working. And then as soon as they threw him into the water, the seas caught For the first time they saw what a real miracle was from God. The gods before were not capable of doing miracles and this God is. So not only do they see the power of God, but they also saw the mercy and passion and love for God that he showed them, because he allowed them to live in this season, like a light switch stopped, turned off. Yeah. But I do want to also want to go back to what Mills says about stages of death, the uh, grief, or the stages as he was talking about. I honestly didn't see that first, but now that i kind of, it's kind of a good point there Mills.
0: Yeah, that yeah. is a
1: good point. I just, I was just trying to, I was just trying to relate it to us as uh, in our daily lives. And I'm like, you know, we go through it and he went through it and it just shows us that we can and always, and God's there to help us come out that other side of it. So no matter where you are on these steps of grief, uh, you can always step out and, Hey God, help me to get to the, get to the acceptance of this. So.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I did want to comment on that last one. Um, the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah. Now, skimming over the three days and three nights that similarity or uh, you know whatever the right word is to jesus um on the cross you know passed away three days three nights before he came back from the dead um i want to talk about the huge fish um, it, there's there's quite the discussion going on about you know what fish could swallow you and you fit inside of it one and two you would live I mean, you'd have to have oxygen, you know, right? And let's, I mean, let's skip over the food and water. Just, you have to be able to breathe. Um, now it says here, the Lord provided. And one of the sayings, one of, the, one of the, the thinking points I want to throw out there is that we should not limit the creator of heaven and earth. We, we want to put him in a box and it says, okay, I see... All these animals, all these scientists have seen all these creatures. They've cataloged them. They've named them. These are the only creatures that God is allowed to provide us. These are the only things God see. God only created things in Genesis. That's it. He's done. Period. No more. And from my personal point of view, uh, especially a story like this one, I I'm I'm calling baloney. I think that if God, the creator of heaven and earth, wants to create anything today, who are we to tell him, no, God, you're not allowed to create anymore because it's not Genesis. I think that we are foolish to even start that thought process. If he needs a fish to carry Jonah for three days and three nights with oxygen in it, he's going to provide a fish, a huge fish that can take him for three days and three nights. It is not for us to limit him.
1: I agree, I, I, and, and there's other times that I mean you see it where God, you God will create something to help uh, pass along the story. Um, the where He creates or provides the lamb for Abraham to sacrifice instead of Isaac. You God provides if it's something that's a fish. If it's a fish we know about, and there are plenty of depths of our oceans that there are fish and creatures that we have not ex- even seen that have not been catalog- categorized as the science person. There are many, many things in our in our earth that have not been categorized. So where you come from with this, I can completely see. So, I mean, there's plenty of things out there that we don't necessarily know about, even in our own oceans or, or seas, let alone just out in our environment.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and and through stretching that, if God can have a fish that, okay, let's say we don't know about, maybe it's extinct now, maybe we just we just don't know. But if he could create a creature anytime he want to, if he could create anything at his whim, who's to say that he cannot provide for us too? And I know Jesus uh, says that quite a few times. I think one um you know look at the fields or, or the spider webs you know it's like look look at the beauty you think if god can provide for the animals he can't provide for you you know mm-hmm. or the um i know I'm, I'm not quoting exactly right but the story's there um well let, let's continue from uh to this next chapter i know klein has got a comments on this we're going to uh jonah's prayer um from inside oh, the- yeah but i actually do have a few <laughs> there you go uh <laughs> From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God. He said, in my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From deep in the realm of the dead, I called for help, and you listened to my cry. You hurled me into the depths, into the very heart of the seas, and the current swirled about me. All your waves and break and yeah, breakers swept over me. I said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again towards your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me the deep surrounded me seaweed was wrapped around my head to the roots of the mountains i sank down the earth beneath barred me and forever but you lord my god brought my life up from the pit when my life was ebbing away i remembered you lord and my prayer rose to you to your holy temple those who cling to worthless idols turn away from god's love for them But I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. I will say salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. So he was saying this prayer when he was inside the fish's belly for those three days. Maybe it doesn't give me a time frame. When in those three days, right at the beginning, right at the end, uh, I don't know. Uh, Klein, I know you've got something to say. Let's see if Mills has a comment first. So I mean,
1: I'll
0: go ahead and comment,
1: but I want to give Klein the floor on this one for most of it. Um, I just see this as, as you were talking about, it's his prayer. It's his way of saying, you know what? This is me, Lord. I know I, I know I messed up. I know I failed at one point in time, but you were still there even in the darkest depths of the ocean. Um, And and if we get to the end where we read that it commanded him to vomit Jonah out onto dry land, it provided even in the even from the darkest depths of the sea. I'm assuming this is the Mediterranean, just based on uh, where where history and where all these cities are located. But from the bottom of the Mediterranean, that God was able to bring him up out of these depths out of these darknesses and with God's help we can all rise above any darkness any any issue we come across um so I'll go ahead and give the floor to Klein here with this rest of it but that's just what I had from it
0: that's an awesome point Mills thank you okay Klein let's hear it buddy well I'm gonna start with
2: that uh how Jonah kept towards the beginning of this he kept Defying God every step of the way, he kept running from God. God told him to go to the city, instead he went to the sea. A boat. Now he's in a whale. Now he's got spat off of the whale because he turned to God. He turned away, which is the way Jonah is. Yeah, sorry about that. It seems that he, like, he was realizing as he was in the whale from because of his choices that he was making the wrong choices, and much like today, we can make all these wrong choices we can met, we're going to mess up we're going to make the wrong choices uh there is going to be good and bad consequences to the choices we make in life but much how when noah was in there he says i have been banished from your sight i will look again toward your holy temple as in because previously jonah prayed to god and his prayer went into the holy temple and the lord heard him and now he's praying again to God. He's looking towards God and he's realizing his mistakes. He's going to, he's making a commitment now with that prayer to me. And it does show you that as long as you're willing to always look towards God, it is never too late to make the right choices and to seek salvation, to redeem yourself and make up for your mistakes with God's love. You can do that. And I believe Jonah really does show that in that this one
0: yeah thank you klein um you mentioned something about translations was this the part you're wanting to comment on that oh well yes
2: yeah, so on that one like i was when i was looking up the prayer the prayer itself is most commonly is the the uh was it the the lord's his god from the stomach of the fish and then I was looking at wondering which version would be more proper for the discussion. I came across in the on the internet. There's many different. They all translate roughly the same way, but they are different uh, views on it. Such as the the international version, the New Living Transla- translation, the English standard. I mean, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's about. It goes on and on. There's more like twenty of these different we ones. I mean, we could probably spend. All-
0: different about them?
2: We could probably
1: spend a whole segment on this.
2: Uh, let's see. This one, they let's go down to.
0: Hey, uh, you're off God, the camera, I just, buddy. Uh, I need you to scoot back a little bit. Sorry, thank you.
2: Good, let's try the. Cheap, uh, here's one. I'll just go with this one. The good news translation.
0: Um hey, I I tell you what, Kyle, we we've got a a lot to cover. What we, we can keep rereading these. We'll we'll get back to that later, okay?
1: Sounds like a plan. All right. Another time.
0: Uh, another time. Okay. So, Jonah 3. Jonah goes to Nineveh. Oh, I I did want to say something about this. I'm sorry. Um something that we could think about in this situation and it, it's kind of a hard thing to talk about uh especially to understand when you're in that situation uh god is has pretty clearly did this to jonah the, the, i mean god himself that our our god did this to jonah i it, it is not a, a series of chance. it is not a, a you know a a weird situation it's it just you know god sent the winds to jonah he had a fish swallow him that he created to take him to this place while jonah's in this i'm gonna i'm gonna put this alongside a trial while jonah's in this trial while he's in the belly of a whale probably the most terrifying place you could uh that i could imagine physically i'm i'm Sure, some of you are going to roll your eyes at me and like, oh, you didn't think about this. But in my mind right now, I could not think of a more terrifying story than being swallowed up by a whale for three days, having no idea what's going to happen. I'm, I'm, I'm sure at this point he's thinking, I'm about to be digested. Um, you know, we, we see the whole story. He does not. At this point, he does not. Even in the belly of the whale, knowing he's going to die, being digested, which takes as long as it takes, um, or suffocating, whichever comes first, uh, he is praying to God, um, worshiping him. So, you know, I, I think that's, that's a huge uh, thing for us to consider, that in this trial, he is growing, that God, God set him up this trial for him to recenter his life on God, to worship God and to grow in that way. And a lot of us could take that tidbit from it, that when we go through our our own trials, that if we recenter ourselves and focus on God and worship him and say, God, I am to trust you through this, uh, we might just get spat out uh, just as quickly as Jonah did. It's something worth thinking about. Jonah goes to Nineveh. I know you haven't seen my face in a while. I guess I can pull that up. Uh, Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh, Nineveh Nineveh, Nineveh, and proclaim it to the message I give you. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Now, Nineveh was a very large city. It took three days to go through it. Jonah began by going a day's journey into the city proclaiming, Forty more days, and Nineveh will be overthrown. The Ninevites believed God. A fast was proclaimed, and all of them, from the greatest to the least, put on a sackcloth. When Jonah's warning reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, took off his royal robes, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat down in the dust. This is the proclamation he issued to Nineveh. By decree of the king and his nobles, do not let people or animals, herds or flocks, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink, but let people and animals be covered with sackcloth. Let everyone call urgently on God. Let them give up their evil waste and their violence. Who knows? God may yet relent and with compassion turn from his fierce anger so that we will not perish. Uh, I'm going to take a break there. Mills, any comments on this?
1: What I'm seeing
0: here is,
1: and I know we didn't quite get it to to go out to the public last week with Elijah, but Elijah also needed to be told two times to go listen to God. Um, so what is it with these prophets and needing a second time to go here? God, here's here's my message to you guys. Go listen. And it takes two times for them to listen. So if it takes two for them, I guess we shouldn't feel bad when it takes two times or three times for us to hear, um, <laughs> or twenty or whatever. I was just, I mean, so I'm that just I draw that drew that comparison, and I know it didn't go go live last time with the uh, Elijah, but I just it just it's two times that this message had to be told to Jonah, just like it was two times that the message had to be told to Elijah. And you were talking with the three days and the fish about, or and worrying about food. They're going forty days without food, so three days is nothing. Um, God will provide and provide the nourishment and all of that. So that's kind of what I'm taking out of this. And sackcloth—is that you can help me out with this? Is that like some type of clothing, like peasant clothing or something? I'm I'm
0: assuming so. Yes.
1: Uh, Okay, that's kind of where I was at with it. Um, so it's just kind of telling that we're all equal. Uh, we're all wearing the same peasant clothing. We're all one unit under God. And this group of people that were so awful, that were so horrible in Jonah's mind, were able to repent and, uh, turn from their ways, including the king. Unlike when uh, Moses went to Pharaoh. Pharaoh, Moses went to Pharaoh and asked the same thing. Hey, let my people go. We are turn. we need to turn away from these evil ways. And he said, no, it's my way or the highway um, where this king goes, you know what? I will, will will surrender as well. And if you're right, he issued the proclamation for N- Nineveh to follow him and Jonah
0: towards this redemption path. Thanks, Mills. Klein, would you like to add any comments?
2: Yeah, this one this part of the story is actually probably what hit me the most. I'll be honest. It did. actually on a personal level it did help me out. But what I I uh, was listening when I was doing research more on this one and I came across something with a passion that said something that really stuck out. And it and I strongly believe it this is what the people went through that made them almost because we're talking more than a hundred that we're talking thousands more than a hundred thousand people instantly like boom okay we're going to do what god says you heard your message we believe and it's that uh they were afraid and it but we be we begin with fear of the wrath of god but we mature through our lifetimes we get older it, that fear matures into love, and that love conquers over the fear. But what these people—they originally—they were afraid of what God would do to them. That their city is going to be destroyed if they don't change the ways.
0: Yeah.
2: And so they did exactly what was required of them.
1: I had a quick question. I wonder. I wonder. It's quick thought on that. I wonder if any of the people that were on the ships, any of those sailors that was on the ship that had Jonah on it three days ago, any, any of them had made it back to Nineveh and were able to talk about the story. And now the people in Nineveh are hearing that Jonah, the person that was apparently thrown overboard to, to save these people from the ship or from the storm, is now walking into their city. Could that be part of that fear? That that makes sense. God was able to save Jonah. They threw him overboard to stop the storm. It stopped the storm. They didn't see him get swallowed by a fish, or maybe they did. Maybe they saw this big giant fish come up and just swallow Jonah. I don't know. Now you're telling me that these people, one of which may have made it to Nineveh, and made, and that story had had been able to be told before Jonah walks in and says, you know what? This is what happened. Yeah. Follow me. It yeah. was just a thought that crossed my well, mind. That,
0: that's a great theory because, and I was about to comment that, uh, I mean, first of all, how incredible it is that the king, uh, like, as Klein had mentioned, just immediately jumped on it. He's, he says, oh, yes, we need to shut the city down, you know, and, and yeah. humble ourselves significantly and pray, um, you know, why was he so afraid to go to the city to begin with if 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 the king was that devout um, of a Jew? I, I don't, I, I couldn't imagine that, you know, if I knew going to that city that if I told them these things that they would listen to me without any, um, you know, sneering or, I mean, they, that they would just immediately respond. I mean, of course I would go. There's no problem with that, but I love your theory, uh, that, that definitely adds a little, uh, you know, context in there, potentially it's, it's not written in there, but that would make sense. You know, it's like, Hey, we've got these sailors freaked out right now about what happened. And if, if that, um, got to him, that would definitely wake them up a little bit that maybe he knows, maybe he knows about the, uh, you know, the potential danger. Um, mm-hmm. uh, who knows, but I, I think that's, uh, you know, like like Klein had said, just that that immediate reaction is, is definitely something to be impressed by. At least at least I am.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's something to be impressed with. Yeah. Uh,
0: and just to finish this chapter, when God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, He relented and did not bring on them the destruction He had threatened. Um, very similar to what we were saying with Jonah, you know, it's, it's when you're in that trial, if you, uh, you know, they, they say, repent, you know, if, if you change, uh, your ways, um, things tend to get better quickly. Um, you guys want to comment on that?
1: I think that'll, I I think that would fall better with the next section. And I think that's where I'll kind of wrap it all up, but, I think okay. it's just about turning away from evil.
0: Yeah. All right, we'll we'll keep on reading. I think this is uh, the last chapter. Yep, it's the last yes. chapter. Um, Jonah's anger at the Lord's compassion. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'll uh, pull this up. But to Jonah, this seemed very wrong, and he became angry. He prayed to the Lord, "'Isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still at home? That is what I tried to forestall by fleeing to Tarshish. I knew that you were a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, Lord, take away my life, for it is better for me to die than live.' But the Lord replied, "'Is it right for you to be angry?' When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind, and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. He wanted to die and said, it would be better for me to die than to live. I'll just finish this, not very much longer. But God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the plant? It is, he said. I'm so angry, I wish I were dead. But the Lord said, you have been concerned about this plant, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. And should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh in which there are more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left and also many animals?" And that's it. That's the Book of Jonah. So, Mills, any comments on this part?
1: Oh, this part.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, one thing I want to talk about is, God gets a rap in the Old Testament for being a hard-nosed, uncompassionate type of God that's willing to sacrifice cities like um, the salt. Um, what, what city is that? Uh, where they turn the whole pillar of salt and then they'll flood the whole world for Mer- Noah. And now we're hearing about this gracious and compassionate God um, and I know there have been theories that it's kind of the Old Testament's where he becomes this whole uh, ruler God with an iron fist, and then in the new new chap New Testament, it's about being the gracious and the compassionate, forgiving of his son. Um, so I pulled that out of there, and then I was looking at this whole thing about Jonah being angry. You're telling me Jonah that you can be angry for God or angry at God for forgiving all of these people for turning away from him. After you did the exact same thing and ran from God's calling, jumped on a ship and tried to sail away, God forgave you, but yet you don't want that same forgiveness to be given to these people of Nineveh. There's a little double standard here. Just a little. And, and he's so angry that he wants to die. Um, I wrote on that dramatic much.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm like,
1: <laughs> just a little bit dramatic. <laughs> just
0: a little bit dramatic.
1: <laughs> and then he gets angry at a plant. And in an inanimate object. You are angry at a plant. I'm just looking at this, trying to laugh at it. But I mean, it's the whole thing about. Um, and then as you were reading this, I didn't catch it earlier, but as she, you were reading it, um, let me draw back to this whole line that said, that's what I tried to forestall by fleeing to Tarshish. He was all—he was afraid that this would happen. He was afraid that God would give forgiveness. Which means he thought already that the people of Tarshish or Nineveh, not Tarshish, but the people of Nineveh would be easily persuaded to repent. So I'm, yeah, I, I think it just comes back to hatred for these people. Um, kind of like, uh, um,
0: that's where I'll stop that. It's just, that's a good point because, um, why would Jonah not want these people to repent? Why, why would Jonah flee? Then, then potentially save all these people's, uh, you know, souls, lives, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, why would somebody hate an entire city so much that they he would want them to be punished? Um, that's that's something to think about. It's it's what kind of like what I said earlier
2: with Jonah, when he at first when he first ran, he couldn't, like the between the cultures of. These two people, Jonah couldn't get over his, you know, the issues with these people. The way he saw these people, he ran from God because he rather have God judge them and you know smite them than salvation. then was like Amy said, he he was more concerned with that instead of being happy that thousands and thousands of people have rejoiced and seek redemption and. God and salvation. To, it, it's you need to be able to to get, to receive salvation. You need to be able to want to give God's share God's love with everyone and help them find God and salvation. But Jonah just can't get his head around that. He can't get past his prejudice, his dislike for these people. Yeah, it's. I'll leave it at that.
1: I, I... Yeah, I don't want to touch too much on that. I think there's uh, too much going on in our world today to touch too much further in depth on some of this. Okay. I know I, know I we do, but I just say it just is about being compassionate and wanting to help all people that are involved.
0: That That is what God wants. He wants everyone to be at peace and to grow. Uh, if they could all repent and change their ways, that, that would be... Uh, like-minded to christ i think i agree safe to say i think that's as safe as we can get (laughs) Uh uh-oh did we lose uh klein i'm right here no you're not that lucky i'm right here uh we got you on audio i think we lost you video
2: yeah we lost video well i'll say this last bit and this is my last two cents on this is that the main personal message i got from this is that uh, God's love is of, av- and salvation is available to all of us, not just one individual, but all of us. Yes, you just have to want, want it, and open your heart up to God.
0: And, and wear uh, sackcloths. And wear sackcloths, Yeah, humble yourself, right? Humble thyself. Why well, don't you can try turning your video off and on? Maybe that'll fix it.
1: But yeah, I want to. I'll jump on that same bandwagon. That it's his salvation is meant for everyone, because this is going. Was it Jews and Gentiles that we're talking about here? Jews and Hebrews. I miss the um, um,
0: it just says original. Of vice. Yeah, and he's with a bunch of people. There you go, climb your back. Yeah. He's with people who uh, worship many different idols, like the fishermen.
1: Yeah. So, so there's this conflict going back and forth between these two groups of people and it's about sharing the word of God with both sides and allowing them to make that decision for themselves. Don't make that decision for them. Allow them to have the knowledge, provide that knowledge. Um, and then allow them to make that decision. They were, because the people of Nineveh were the ones that actually made the decision to uh, humble themselves. Had Jonah not brought the information to them, they wouldn't have been able to make that decision for them. So then it would have all been on Jonah's head or on Jonah's shoulders for the decision of all of these Ninevites would have been made with one person. So sharing that knowledge allowed the burden and the the responsibility to be passed to everyone. And I think that's kind of what we can do today is just be out here like we're doing with this. Share the knowledge and let everybody who listens and everybody who hears and everybody who is a part of it make the decision for themselves. Um, All we can do is just provide the information and with
0: love and compassion and pass it on. It's a great message. Thanks, Mills. Um, well, I, I did want to comment a little bit on it. Um, you know, like like you said, I mean, it, it, it is interesting his his passion for their uh, you know uh, punishment to the point where he says, "Well, I just I don't want to live anymore. I'd rather die than live." And what a what a sad mindset. What a, what a, a horrible horrific thought process that if something doesn't go exactly the way you want it to, um, and you know, it didn't go the way you wanted, you know, God's plan, God's design, his trials, he sent you through to help you grow and you didn't end up exactly where you wanted to go. So you say, well, I'd rather die than, than be where you put me versus where I put me. And, um, I am. I am so sorry if that's a, a thought in your mind, because um, you know God. <laughs> God. God does have that tendency to put us where where He needs us, and in at least my experience, are when you always see the the big picture, you look back on it and you say, I am so glad I relied on Him instead of myself. Uh, and any time that you you stop like halfway through your story and you say, Oh. You know this isn't a very pleasant place well no kidding the the a ship about to sink the belly of a fish you know a city you did not want to be in just thrown up i'm imagining it didn't smell very good um all of these times man this is not very comfortable and here's god kind of going into this the second part here um giving him rest over the city having this this beautiful relaxing place um And here's Jonah complaining and saying you know oh I can't believe you put me through these these things and and so what's God do he says okay I'll take this plan away like he's he's teaching a lesson to him He's I'm assuming this this parable whatever you want to call it uh, is really the core problem that that Jonah had that we might have as well at times you know why who, is it right for you to be angry at the plant? Uh, it is, he said. I'm so angry I wish I were dead. Here we go again. Things aren't the way I want them to be right now. Um, so woe is the world, you know. Uh, and so the plants, you know, we look at the big picture. We're, we're, we're talking about the story. And we say, oh, well, that's just a silly thing. You know, the plant is such a silly thing. Well, from God's point of view, so was him complaining about the Ninevites being saved. You know, that's that's a huge, giant topic. And the Ninevites, uh, and he's angry about that. To God, it's like, well, here's a plant. You know, let, let's, let's compare it to something just as, you know, trivial. Let's talk about the actual problem. Um, why are you worried about the plant? Why why are you so focused on, you know, if things aren't going exactly right, you just want to give up? Um This is not your job. This is not your place. You are not the one to say, this is where my life is going to go when I want to do it. That is not for us to decide. That is for God to decide. And when things are hard, when things are better, when things are, man, I wish they could be better, that is us growing with Christ. That is us being nurtured and groomed and made into the people that we were meant to be. We're not here to complain. We're not here to say, uh tell god how he needs to treat his creation we're here to grow as he intends to grow us and that's a message that might be bittersweet for most but it is so uh needed it's so necessary to mention as we're uh getting through the end of jonah here i'd like to put
1: one last thing on that whole plant situation shoot um how can it so jonah is frustrated with this plant and, and the whole thing here, God created that plant. God created the people of Nineveh. God cares about the people of Nineveh as much as Jonah, who didn't even make the plant, cares about the plant. If Jonah could have saved the plant, he would have. Hmm. If he had it in his power to save the plant, he would have. So why can't God feel the same way about the Ninevites and being able to save them. His way of saving them was through Jonah. And that's just the last little bit I'll throw the parallels and comparisons that I'll throw out there with that.
0: Awesome. Klein, do you have any last second things we're about to close up shop?
2: Uh, I will say this though. There's one thing, this is the last thing I wanted to touch on that kind of popped in my head though. Like you said, he's, he's going in this city that... It, that... Uh, with, I'm sorry, full of people that... that's culture-wise, that just don't like it. You know, it's... A, uh, uh, sorry, I don't think I have. Anyway, he's... He, it shows that you can do anything with the guys love that, uh, because uh, fear no evil, because I'd be terrified but if God told me to go through the city, I mean, I'd do as God wished, but uh, it would be terrifying to go through an entire city of people that originally your society and theirs didn't get along, and you're going through a whole city of them.
0: Yeah. yeah and the fact,
2: about. it It's like, it's, the Lord is with me, I shall feel fear, no evil. I believe
0: it was said, isn't it? Yeah, I totally do. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
2: know,
0: and that's—I yeah. think that's okay. You know, it's okay to be scared, but it's even better to be brave and yeah. uh, get through that. Brave means of fear.
1: fear. Yes. brave is just taking fear head on. You do not have to be a, not afraid of anything as long as you are brave enough to face your fears. Yeah. And, and I just say that's where we go with that
0: and with with god i can be Agreed. very brave <laughs> yeah he's there i'll uh, take it. that soldier that, with me anytime i need to go somewhere all right well thank you so much gentlemen for joining us that's andy mills andrew klein thank you again and my name is kyle reynoso signing out we'll say a, a quick prayer and get on out of here um dear god please be with all of us and please Please continue sharing your vast amount of patience with us as we complain about things so trivial as the plant growing and withering away, and uh, even the bigger things as we learn to wrap our heads around these big items in our society and our countries. Um, We need your guidance and love more than ever, Uh, and we're... uh, yeah we're very we love you and look forward to growing in your sunlight amen amen so gentlemen till next time uh i'm not sure what we're gonna study i guess we'll wing it for now and uh we'll we'll carry on thanks again goodbye everybody say bye bye
2: bye you